Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. Today we have a real interesting one. You know, a lot of people don't understand. I retired from the police department 38 years ago. But we've been running the private investigating business, security business. And today I'm welcoming my partner again, Michael Cerevolo, retired detective lieutenant. And basically, hi, Mike, how you doing? Good morning, Bob. So basically, this is one of the most interesting stories because we were contacted in the early 90s. And uh, in the early 90s, we got contacted by Big Pharma. Now, people don't understand what Big Pharma is. Big Pharma are all the drug companies They have their own conglomerate in Washington, D.C. And because of antitrust laws, they can't meet together without an attorney sitting in between. Say if you were the CEO of Pfizer and I'm the CEO of Merck, around a table you would have a lawyer in between. And this was such an interesting thing. And they had called me up and they mentioned to Mike and I that they had an investigation that they conducted with a company called Global Options, another investigating group. And they did an investigation. Now, this is in the early 90s. And what was really prevalent were kids going on the internet, buying drugs through pharmacies out of Canada, out of all over the place. And we all know there was a lot of overdoses. Be honest with you, right now with fentanyl, there's more overdoses than ever before. That's correct. 140,000 dead in the last year. But then we went to Washington and they said, well, we conducted this investigation with this big investigative company. We spent a couple of million bucks and we never found out. We never got the story out there. Can you guys do better? I says, well, yeah, we can do better. So what it was, was they had these websites and the websites were all over the internet where kids could buy Oxycontin. Some of the drugs, Mike. Uh, it was embryo. It was painkillers. It was muscle relaxers. Whatever you, It ran the gamut. Whatever you wanted to buy, you could buy. So we devised an idea, Mike. And what we did was we devised an idea that we want to start buying these drugs and then analyze them and then find out what actually people are selling over there. And some of these websites were... Like, they have different layers of finding out who they were. So until we say what really happened, you give about, you know, as far as buying them. How many drugs did we buy that time, Mike? We bought probably from about 75 different sites. And from each site, we bought numerous drugs, whatever they were offering. So basically, you know, you and I being former NYPD cops, we basically— set up with our researchers after they dug deep into each and every one of these companies offering prescription drugs on the internet we dug deep into them and then we set up a buy yeah and when we did a buy you use credit cards and all that but the part of our investigation was to identify 
who was selling them. I mean, yeah. cut right down to the chase and do a background. And what were we finding, Mike, with a lot of them? Well, when we started drilling deep into, after they would send us the drugs and, and we would have them sent to various uh, post, post office, office boxes around the city, we had one person, who, a retired captain, who would go around every day, empty out the boxes so we'd keep the chain of custody, and then we'd have them in a safe in our office. But we bought just about everything. And then our research people dug deep into each and every Ooh. one of these companies. And also these websites, yeah. which which were run by people. And what are some of the things we found? <laughs> Convicted felons? What else, Mike? Well, I mean, what they would do is they would hire a doctor to write the prescription. So, for instance. A fugazi it, doctor. Yeah. Well, a doctor who went to medical school, but when we did our deep investigation, we found out a variety of these doctors had lost their medical license. One was a convicted sex offender. <laughs> One uh, was, was, there were felonies across the board, and they couldn't practice medicine, so they hook up with a Fugazi internet prescription company, and they start writing scripts, scripts. scripts. on Right? Oh, so, you know, without doing a medical no, examination. No, without even talking no. to the person. So what they would do is a kid would say you want Oxycontin or Vicodin or whatever. They would write in their Vicodin and all that. And the next thing, three, four days later, it would come in the mail, allegedly. So when we got the drugs, what did we do? We had an independent laboratory start testing them. And what was some of the stuff we found? One jumps out, Mike. Uh, yellow road paint. Good. Well, that we we had found we had traced one of these internet companies back to Kashmir, Pakistan, and we sent in a surveillance team to Pakistan, and we found out that they were making the drugs. They were knocking off the labels. You would actually have a real label that they were knocking off. Obviously, what was some of the things I'm laughing? What did we find out some of these drugs? But the bad thing was they were actually selling stuff for people with asthma and. Uh, inhalers that you inhale and nothing. Now, this, this was before oxy uh, cotton wa was a big thing. Vicodin was but there big. were other things like uh, no, all kinds of things for anxiety. Bored, but also Vicodin. Xanax and Valium and stuff like that. And that stuff that the kids take to, to jack them up was that Adderall. Adderall. Yeah, all that stuff was for sale. So when we start the investigation, we start identifying the, the locations. Next thing, we send a surveillance team into uh, Kashmir, Pakistan. We take pictures. We're following these trucks and they're putting these labels on so we we conducted a very very in depth and everything that was categorized and cataloged and everything everything was there we had a safe when we'd buy the drugs a chain of custody was like a real uh police investigation right. or federal investigation so then all of a sudden they mentioned about well we can't get this out there so how many drugs did we buy about about 80 michael yeah about 75 80 right various so, drugs so then all of a sudden i decide i call up my friend or for many years, Tom Brokaw, mm -hmm. uh, NBC Nightly News. So I called Tom and I said, I got something hot going on, Tom. I said, you know, kids are overdosing on drugs. Kids are wide open on the internet now, open season to buy whatever drugs. Today, you just go down the corner, you buy them. But back then, it was it was a little more difficult. I, they weren't selling drugs openly like they're doing now, Michael. Right. So now what we do is I said, okay, Tom, 
I'm going to have my kids. At that at that time, I had my uh, my daughter, Dane. I think she was seven. And little Bo was, I think, three or four. And uh, and, and basically, uh, I had Tom Brokaw come to the house on Long Island. And I'm laughing because you can't make this up. All of a sudden, I have Dana there typing on the internet, and she's typing, and she's typing for Vicodin or something, and she's typing it out. She knew how to, do, to type and all that. Dana was very smart. The next thing is Bo's there. I said, well, order, make an order for Bo, too, uh, little Bo. Uh, she makes an order. And then Charlie the dog was there, and I said, make an order for Charlie the dog. Charlie the dog, ordering Vicodin for Charlie the dog, puts it in there. So all of a sudden, three days later, so then the, the production crew calls me up and they said, well, Bo, when you get the drugs in, you know, when they come in the mail. So all of a sudden, I gave my American Express card. Three days later, we had Tom back there and we're opening up these alleged drugs and it came in on their packaging of beauty supplies. Correct. Not drugs. So the kids were getting these alleged drugs online, delivered to the house, as beauty supply. So we bring the drugs in there and we test all this fugazi stuff. Some of the examples, Michael, please. Well, f- for instance, the efficacy after they were tested. The what, Mike? Efficacy. What the hell is the efficacy? It's the maximum response that can be achieved with a drug. Yeah, but half so, of it was, uh, was nothing in there. But the efficacy was 50%. Sometimes there was zero. Yeah, well, the efficacy. So you were buying pills that that were not only dangerous, but in some instances, they were sugar pills. Michael, efficacy, efficacy. (laughs) They were fake drugs. Stop it. They were fake drugs. All right, so now basically we go and we we have a meeting. We have a meeting with Big Pharma again. They want to get more out there. They love the nightly news. Nobody could get it on nightly news. Now the phone starts ringing. First one is they interview a woman named Tandy. She was the head of the DEA. She comes from some rich family. She got the job because she comes from a rich family. That was it. So she's on there and she goes, well, we have a problem investigating some of these drug sites because we can't find who the owners of these sites are. It's hidden. Well, it's in our report. uh, Well, I go right back on her in nightly news. I says, well, Miss Tandy, if you want your investigators to learn how to do it, they're welcome to come to our office, and we'll show them how you find out who owns these websites. Then the real bit was we get a knock on the door. We get hits. A DEA agents come to our office, hit us with subpoenas. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and, and they wanted the drugs. They, go they wanted the drugs because they said, well, you shouldn't be buying drugs and storing drugs. And he said, well, we're doing an investigation. So we'll they, turn they, them so over to you. It's funny. They reversed the whole thing now because we're on the internet trying to show the, these illegal drugs. But the majority of them weren't even drugs. But we're trying to do an investigation. They give an order. If we didn't turn over all our stuff, that they were going to lock you and me up, Mike, and our yeah. whole company. And I said, you're welcome to it. And I tell you what, on the way out, if you want to find out, here's a file, a file, how to find out who is running these websites. So I go back on, and I go kind of berserk on the, on the nightly news again. And I said, how dare the DEA go after me? Why don't they go after these people selling these drugs to our kids? That's what this is all about. Then we meet with Big Pharma, and the Big Pharma says, would uh, you guys become lobbyists? I said, what the, I don't know, lobby, smobby. <laughs> so they, they, we do the legal lobbies, not like Biden's son. Yeah. We actually become <laughs> certified lobbyists, me and Mike, and we go, we go to Washington. And at that time, 
we started bringing it out on the Imus in the Morning Show, right. national show. And I'm going to tell you something. I got to give Imus a big check again. God rest his soul. He was probably the most responsible person in my career for being able to have access to 40 Mike, it was 40 United States senators. Right. We went to Washington, me and Mike, we would call them up and say, we would like to see you. This is Bo Deedle. They said, oh, Bo Deedle from the Iman Show. We never got turned down. Uh, Cronin from Texas, everybody. And the next thing is we'd go in there and we made a big investigation file leading up to buying the drugs, what they were, how they were, identifying the websites. Everything was there. And then all of a sudden, I know, Mike, you went out on your own all over the country to a lot of different states. I I testified in front of a state legislate. Well, both you and I went up to Albany, but I was in Rhode Island. I was in Illinois, uh, a number of states. So I'll remember one day, this was the best thing. All of a sudden, we're in the Cannon Building in the Capitol, and uh, there was a news conference, a CNN news conference, and that guy who was the governor that went away to jail, what was his name? Blagojevich. Blagojevich, whatever his name. And that little creep that was the, uh, Rahm, the mayor. Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel and two other, it looked like the uh, three stooges there along with the governor. And they're there and they're talking. They were against the drug bill. So we were supportive of the drug bill for this issue of these dangers of these drugs coming in. So the next thing that happens is I go and I jump out there. And then right in the middle of the news conference, I start yelling. And I'm holding the booklet of our investigation. I says, hey, why don't you tell the truth? Kids are dying out there. Why don't you tell the truth? I interrupted the whole. Maximum interruptus. <laughs> the, the CNN news conference was shut down and the camera's going, you can't do this. I said, don't tell me what I can do. Kids are dying out there. Tell them the truth. You're a bunch of phonies. You Rahm Emanuel, you Gavarjevich, Bavakovich, whatever you know. He ended up going to jail, Bavakovich, whatever his name is. And then we made a big disturbance. And it was really it was really a very, very interesting case because it was just to show you that you could do an investigation and do it properly and have the evidence that was categorized and uh, cataloged cataloged, and uh, we were able to make some impact, Michael, at that time. And uh, I think some of the most important things, our company really got a really big high check. We've been in business over 38 years. So we, that's one of the many ones that we've taken on we've we, <laughs> that was a big memorable case though yeah and the investigation like i said led us all around the world yeah and the funniest part was when when tandy the head of the DA, said well we don't know how to find these drug sites and i went right back with tom broker i said well with all respect to miss tandy uh, i don't know how you got the job but all respect we'll give you all that information teacher investigators and detectives they didn't like that mike yeah i I recall we had one of our research analysts was a young woman she was pregnant at the time so we had her order a drug that's supposed to help with uh, Acne. acne acne and it it says it right on all the warnings, if you're pregnant, you cannot take this drug. So she goes online, and she's checking off all the boxes, and I made sure that she said she was pregnant. And two days later, in her name, came the acne acne medicine. That was bad. That, she, if, if she would have taken it, if it was the real acne medicine, it would have harmed her or the, or the unborn child. Yeah, but there were so many issues. But the funniest was... 
the drugs come into the house for Dana, yep. and Dana Deedle and Bo Deedle and Charlie the dog. <laughs> and there were Vicodin pills for all of them, allegedly. There was no Vicodin, right? They had some substance. And the and when we looked at the investigation, Michael, if you remember, the filth and the dirt in Kashmir, Pakistan. Well, the surveillance team got cameras up near the windows, and they saw the conditions that they were manufacturing these medications. And then as the truck was leaving to deliver them to the yeah. ship or the, the airport, it was a filthy canvas thrown over the boxes. I mean, the most unsanitary conditions, and people would get these medications and ingest them. When, yeah. You know, back you know it was just funny. When we did the 40 United States senators, we had their audience there, and I became pretty friendly with all of them. And in the future years, the gentleman from Connecticut became very one of my very dearest friends who should have been the president of the United States. I should have gotten one shot. Remember him, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Lieberman! Uh, yeah, Joe Lieberman. Joe Lieberman. Yeah, he gave us a one-hour audience in his office. Yeah, and it was just so funny. There was no Republican, no Democrat. It was yeah. an issue for our children across this country, yep. and it was a really in-depth investigation. So John Cornyn was very, very, yeah. very interested. And, in, and you know, well. I use this as a true crime story, Mike, because— it was a true crime what it they were doing. It was a crime. They were criminals. They were criminals and they were but you know what how it's changed from the nineties. That was like the way of getting drugs. Right. Now, Mike, go downstairs. They got tables set up in Times Square. You yeah. want Coke, you want yeah. pot, whatever yeah. you want. And heroin, whatever yeah. you want, shooting it up all over. Times have changed, huh, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Many the years. big the big the big problem today. And people have to understand, I'm speaking out to any family members or anything. Tell your kids, you know, you think you're going to be using cocaine. You think you're going to use heroin. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Fentanyl will kill you. There's a reason why there was 140,000 deaths. They just, uh, three people were just found uh, recently in a tri-state area, found dead, uh, and uh, the cause, you know, they were doing uh, recreational cocaine on a Friday night, and it was laced with fentanyl. And each and every one of them were found dead. The and it, it is the most addictive thing in the world, and that's what they're banking on, that they get them addicted, so they want more and they want more. Yeah. But that was that was truly an, event, an investigation that was one of our best, and we had— Great results. We made a few dollars too, but it was <laughs> it was something that we feel as though you know we really helped a lot of Americans. Yeah. And again, this was the famous case of internet drugs. Uh, it all came to light with the uh, Canadian pharmacies, I think. Yeah. Well, that was another that was another element of it. Uh, senior citizens getting on buses, going over the border to Canada and 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 purchasing their uh, prescription medications because it was less expensive. Right. But also when when our labs tested those drugs, once again I'll use the word, the efficacy was not to the standard that uh, the drugs uh, you could get if if they right, were cut to the chase. Purchased the efficacy. Here. You keep going back with efficacy. Well the potency ninety nine percent of them were, were garbage, yeah. phony crap. And that was it. But, you know, that was truly one of our biggest and successful investigations. And, uh, you know, this was our true crime podcast. I thank you, like always, Mike. And Pleasure to be here. We'll certainly be back, and I would love you to join me again. There's a lot of other things that we could talk about in the near future. And, again, 
Remember, if you have any problems out there and you need any help investigative-wise or security-wise, you can get to us at investigationswithans.com or you can call our office, 212-557-3334, and we are out to help you. 38 years from retiring from the police department, now we're your police department. We can help you in any and all investigations and any and all security. Please keep tuned to Bo Deedle's One Tough Podcast and also Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. We got some interesting ones coming up in the future. Thank you. But remember one thing, please get out and vote. Pick up the phones to your friends who are liberals, Democrats, independent. Please, if we don't get everyone to vote Republican, we're just going to be in the abyss. This is my message on my true crime story. Please vote this November, Lee Zeldin can win. We can start it in New York State and make that wave go across this country and take our country back from these liberals and these criminals. Please, thank you again for joining us. Bye.